Hello, and welcome to the BS with Friends podcast, a subsidiary of the Bader and Simon Gallery, scheduled to open in Cincinnati, Ohio in early 2025. I'm your host, Tamara White, founder and board president of Bader and Simon. In this podcast, we will discuss art, social justice, and well, basic BS with friends. Our approach is a bit lighter and irreverent, and as a warning for those with young ones nearby, there is a chance that colorful language might be used from time to time. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the episode. Technique 2012 is a self-described street artist who is rebranding America in their own version. Having grown up watching movies and being engrossed in the cinematic glare of the big screen heroes and heroines, the goal is to translate that feeling to each and every wall so the viewer can relive their own celluloid dreams from their past, a period when times were less chaotic and more carefree, but with a twist of modern dark humor that dives a bit deeper than the Titanic did. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So my first question is, I'm curious how you came up with your graffiti name and what the relevance or if there is a relevance to it. Yeah, there definitely is a relevance to it. Uh, I kind of started out as doing a little dabbling and DJing um, back in my junior high and high school days. So, uh, you know, I used the techniques, turntables and all that. So my friends kind of uh, got, I used to be known as DJ uh, Tombs back then. So it was my original name. And then uh, everybody started saying, hey, tech and everything. And just because I always used the techniques, turntables. So they always saw me on those. So I kind of was known as the techniques kid. So it kind of stuck with me. And uh, also later in life, I worked on a lot of street teams of some like hip hop artists, like uh, Immortal Technique and Tech Nine. And um, I knew this guy uh, worked with one of his uh, cousins, uh, DJ High Tech, who's a resident here of Roselawn. So uh, I kind of, it kind of was a, almost like a thing about that too. Like a lot of the rappers had the tech kind of in their name. So kind of fit with that also kind of going back to my street team days. And then, so your journey as a street artist, you started DJing, did it more from that into street art? And, um, and I'm sort of curious how you started this journey and what motivates you to keep, to keep doing it. Yeah, definitely. It kind of morphed into, um, it kind of, I think that kind of merged with art all together, like kind of the hip hop and the music aspect. Um, as I used to hang out in short vinyl a lot, the old top cats and all that. So, uh, it kind of went along with that. And, um, some of my friends was kind of doing it. And then I, uh, started seeing, the, you know, a lot of the like street artists like Shepard Ferry and, um, Barry McGee, uh, people like that going out on the streets and doing it. And I saw a exhibit, at the Contemporary Arts Center, I think it was in 2004, called Beautiful Losers. And it really turned me on to the whole world of street art and uh, kind of the whole untrained artist, uh, you know, getting like shows like that in a museum setting, which was, you know, huge. And uh, it just kind of showed me that you can kind of take uh, materials that's not very expensive and kind of go out there and put your stuff up, uh, you know, by uh, kind of cheaper means. And uh, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of uh, money to do it and everything. So we just kind of just go out in a kind of a DIY aspect of it. And uh, it's definitely something I've been doing it probably around five or six years now. I kind of started late in the game. Um, 
So it was something I kind of adapted later on in life. Um, but it's definitely something I was always had like an interest in and uh, kind of like uh, I was always fascinated by that world. So, Are you a self-trained artist? Is this something that, you know, did you do art before you were doing the street art and you just sort of translated those skills? Yeah, I actually started out as a graphic designer. Um, and I went, I went to the Art Academy in Cincinnati. Uh, so I kind of have, I do have a formal background in art. Uh, and I do have a uh, design degree. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, to my dismay, I, I, went, I, I done design for a while at different places. Uh, I've done a lot of freelance design also, but I kind of got burnt out on it. And uh, it kind of, I almost gravitate to the more fine arts aspect, uh, you know, of school. Um, but it's definitely something I, I felt like I kind of went backwards. Even after I got my degree, I felt like I kind of went into something that was more where you might not get paid for it, like street art and everything. So it was definitely kind of a reversal of my degree to my parents' dismay. Uh, but uh, it's definitely something I, I really enjoy and it's just a, a very passionate, uh, you know, subject matter. And it's something I just love doing. And and you're based in Cincinnati, correct? Yeah, I grew up here. I was born here. Um, so I've lived here my whole life. Um, definitely uh definitely could be a called a true local artist because I've, you know, lived here, born here, so Yeah. So I came to know about your work because I have a building on Race Street that mm-hmm. will eventually become an art gallery. And there was one of your pieces showed up one day and, um, and I will say it's not there anymore because before the construction started, I had intended on cutting the plywood out that you had mm-hmm. wheat pasted onto. And then I thought, well, we'll just frame it and put it in the gallery. And then when I met with the contractor, um, it was gone. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so I guess I have a couple questions do you take them down after you put them up or did somebody else take that down is my first question. And then my second is just, um, I'm sort of curious how you find the locations um, for the street art. And and if you ever experience any legal or logistical issues when you're doing this. Yeah. To answer your first question, um, well, I didn't know that was your gallery, <laughs> so I kind of it's kind of when I put this stuff on places, I don't know what's inside. You know, uh, I just think, oh, it's you know, it's some plywood or something, and uh, and nine times out of ten, it does turn out to be a business or somebody writing me like, hey, this was a R wall. Why did you do this or something? Um, so that kind of goes in with a the note to interrupt you. Sorry, um, it's totally fine that you did it, but second, the building is just been locked down. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. sign of life in that building um, that I have at the moment. So I could understand why you would ch- choose that particular space. But as far as others, I'm curious. Yeah, uh, I definitely had some near, you know, close calls with uh, security and um, cops and things of that nature, mainly outside of the city limits. Uh, it's mainly been like places like Forest Park um, and areas like that. Um I put a piece on the old Forrester Mall, turned into Cincinnati Malls, uh, Cincinnati Mills Mall eventually, and now it's being demolished. But uh, I done a piece there, and a couple of security guards came out. I didn't know at the time they had put an Amazon hub in there, so they had activated the cameras again, and they kind of chased me, and they sent the local Fairfield police after me going through Fairfield. I actually pulled in a bank parking lot, and 
I just act like I was going inside. So I think they, I lost them in that, <laughs> in that bank parking lot. But uh, yeah, as far as like uh, the piece coming down, I think that had more to do with 3CDC, um, who basically, they usually uh, target my pieces. Um, I They see my name on them and they automatically pretty much buff them. Uh, there's maybe out of probably 35 to 40 pieces I've had up over the years around the city, probably there's like maybe five or so left. Um, so I think there's just something when they see my name, they kind of, you know, even my stickers and everything, they, they definitely go after, you know? So I think it's just a, a thing where I've kind of got a bullseye on me where they see my name or anything. Cause got a lot of the pieces aren't very favorable to them either. Uh, I had a piece up during blink, uh, the movie us, a Jordan pill movie. And uh, it was about uh, gentrification uh, and getting kicked, uh, family getting kicked out of their home down there. And uh, they pretty much buffed that right away, right before the Blink Festival. So, uh, and I'm doing a couple more pieces about them. So I'm definitely not, you know, very, I don't really do favorable art toward, you know, geared toward that, you know, the city redevelopment. Well, and that leads into um, my next question, which is, you know, I've seen, again, I haven't seen a lot of your work, but, you know, I've, a few have popped up. Um, once I became aware of you, I've noticed a few other pieces around the city. And from my perspective and the few that I've seen, you always seem to have sort of this narrative of social justice. And so you're talking about gentrification. Um, are there any other subject matters that you focus on or how do you choose um, what to weave in into the design? Because it always does seem to have a greater, you know, narrative to it. Yeah, I definitely think there's some pieces like I done a Ratatouille piece, which is a Disney Pixar movie. And I done that and I kind of twisted it and used the uh, economic, you know, um, inequality I would call it from one side of Vine Street to the other where one side is bustling with bars and um, you know it's being built up and there's a lot of surface parking lots down there again by 3CDC and then the other side you go on the other side it's like a totally different you know place in Cincinnati it's all boarded up uh, there's a lot of uh, you know economic hardships on that side and uh, that piece was basically saying in this economy the cheap stuff is the good stuff because I felt like you know a lot of people they can't afford those those really high priced condos and apartments down there. You know, uh, a lot of people are barely, you know, making, uh, getting by on, you know. So it's definitely something that's very important to me. Like as far as you know, economic hardships. Uh, again, gentrification is a big issue with me uh, because I felt like a lot of the murals down there has been put down there. I felt like I personally worked with one of the artists down there um, during Blink twenty seventeen, helping them, and I know. A couple of years after that, they used a picture of his mural in those apartments he put his mural on. They was, I think that rent was jacked up like the $1,500 for like a studio apartment or something, you know, just because it had that mural on the side. So it's definitely something, you know, when these murals and everything go up downtown and, you know, they're really, you know, great looking pieces and everything. But a lot of people don't look at the flip side of that, where a lot of those murals have, you know, economic impact in those areas. Uh, a lot of people might think it's for the, you know, for the betterment of Cincinnati, but in a lot of terms, it's not for the betterment of the people that lived there before, because a lot of those people are being moved out and put in other places, and they don't mind to have a place to go, you know? 
That's an interesting perspective. Um, Artworks that you're probably aware of does a lot Mm -hmm. of the murals. And I think what they do is great because they're really trying to support um, a mentorship program with street artists for kids that are, that are, you know, coming up and getting training. Mm -hmm. But, but you're right. That's another side to it that doesn't get discussed in the argument. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely murals and the shift that happens down there. Yeah, I like artworks, and uh, I actually done one of their um, events. I think it was a secret artworks or something like that a couple of years ago. And uh, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like um, you know a lot of the interna- international artists they bring in for Blink and everything. Uh, I've actually heard that from some of them. Like you know, we kind of wonder you know putting these up will it you know jack up the rent in these places? And it it obviously has. I mean, it's been proved time and time again. So uh, it's just something definitely to, you know, keep focus on, even though, you know, it's great to see all the murals going up around Cincinnati. Uh, And going back to street art, a lot of the street artists, you know, they was doing what I do now, like swoon and people like that. They was going up, putting up wheat paste, uh, you know, graffiti, what have you. And a lot of them went to a more of a thing called mural movement, you know, so a lot of that's going on right now. So I think, uh, you know, that's definitely more toward where art I think is going, but I still, I just like the aspect of, I'm more of like an old time um, artist, I guess, because I like more of the hand, like doing the hand painting stuff, even though it takes a lot of time. And uh, it's definitely something a little more involved. And I think it, it just, I don't know, it's just something about that, you know, the whole being more involved in the process and everything. Um, because I mean, I could go paint a mural, you know, whatever I've, I've done spray paint and everything, but um just the actual hand painting and the, uh, you know, using the acrylics and everything is just something that appeals to me a lot. It's kind of more old school. And I guess your training comes into, in, into factor in that as well, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I probably really should have been an illustrator, uh, you know, doing like illustrating because that was something that always more appealed to me, like doing faces and uh, more representational drawings. Uh, Cause a lot of my, current pieces are you know more of like like pop culture figures and things like that and i kind of just put a twist on them but uh it's definitely something i love doing like people's faces and uh, more figurative uh, portraits is there a piece do you have one street art piece that is most memorable for you or that really stands out in all the work that you've done uh, definitely, I think one of the most memorable pieces for me was a Maria Von Trapp piece I'd done from The Sound of Music. Um, I'd done it over at Hyde Park uh, on Wasson Way Trail. And ironically, on Wasson Way Trail, going back to uh, the uh, you know area of apartments and condos being built, they built they started building really fancy condos on that trail right next to where my pieces were right after you know those was went up. And that piece was a, kind of about like, uh, the sound of sales and what it was with Maria, Maria Von Trapp had went into debt. You know, she bought these Gucci purses and Prada and all that. And, uh, you know, she maxed out her credit cards because a lot of people, uh, you know, they will go out and max their credit cards. But also it was kind of a, a thing about Karen's and things like that, you know, like because Hyde Park has a kind of a, a tendency to like be known as like places where people complain a lot, you know, if they don't get what they want. So it was kind of on, on that trail where everybody was walking, you know, so like probably thousands of people a day walk by that piece. 
And it was kind of funny. No one had a problem with it for, I don't know, it was up for like two years or something. And then someone complained about it eventually and it got buffed, you know, or whatever. But I definitely, I think that kind of, I think of all the pieces that hit like all my goals as far as, you know, as far as saying something and uh, kind of hitting my mark as far as the target audience, what that was geared toward. Uh, so even a lot of people, I think it was kind of sort of making fun of, I guess, probably ended up liking it, you know, because they didn't really look deeper into the piece, you know. That's I didn't know that about her. Um, and that's also, I was just thinking you're sort of a genius in the social commentary on subjects that, like you said, a lot of people probably just overlook or don't think about. Is that from you just sort of are there certain people that you're interested in? Do you just come across these subjects or it's just research? How, how, like for instance, this Maria von Trapp, how did you come across the idea for that? Uh, just from a lot of rewatches of sound and music. Um, most, most of this stuff, I just, I'm a huge movie fan. Um, I have like probably like, I don't know, a thousand Blu-rays, you know, like I'm big on physical, uh, you know, format. So, um, I think it's just mainly just a lot of movie watching, going to the movie theater, uh, a lot of TV watching. I probably watch too much TV, too much, too many movies, but it's just something I really love. And there's always an idea brewing in my head as soon as I, you know, see it. And I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're not going to rush out and do like a Maria Von Trapp piece or a, a, a Donald Wesley Snipes from the movie Blade. I don't feel like a lot of people are going to go out and really do that in street art. So I feel like, uh, it's just something maybe it's kind of unique as far as putting it out there, you know, and kind of making a uh, flip in the subject matter and kind of adding stuff to it. it makes people think, you know, as far as maybe social justice issues or anything like that. It's, it's a great way to get people to pay attention that might not otherwise pay attention to a social justice topic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you could probably ask nine out of 10 nine out of 10 people, a name of a Kardashian and they can name a Kardashian over Supreme court justice, you know, that's sadly, just a sad that is, world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, sadly, that's probably true. Yeah. And what do you, what do you see for the future of street art? Um, Cincinnati for people that don't know about scenes, you know, you mentioned the murals. I, you know, they're, there is a lot of art. There is a lot of culture in Cincinnati that I think people outside of Ohio are not aware of. And so as far as the city and what you're doing, I'm, I'm wondering what do you see for the future for both yourself and sort of the genre? Uh, I think as far as the future for myself, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Um, I would do this no matter if it got me anything or not, just because I enjoy doing it. So I'm always going to go out and put stuff out no matter what, because it, as far as most of this stuff, I just feel like I, I kind of do it because I enjoy, you know, I just want to do it. So I'm just going to keep doing it until something happens physically, you know, incarceration, whatever happens from it, I'm going to keep, you know, doing it until that happens. Uh, but as far as the future of actual street art, um, I think, I definitely think it's going more toward the mural movement. Um, which is great. You know, I love murals. Uh, I definitely think it's going more towards sponsorships, which I kind of think is, you know, an unfortunate byproduct of street art. You know, it's very commercialized now. Uh, but I feel like, uh, you know, 
Cincinnati has some great artists, you know. Cincinnati is on fire right now as far as not just, you know, sports teams and all that. But I think that's one of our underrated things right now is the art scene here because I think we have so many great artists and there's always so much great stuff coming out that, you know, eventually that we're going to be like a hub for art, you know, like uh, Austin, Texas and New York and L.A. I definitely think we're going to be one of the hot spots, you know, for that, uh, for art, street art. We are really for street art. Uh but as far as like just overall art, people are just going to want to start coming here, you know, seeing everything. I agree. You know, I've, I've been in California. I've had people, the number one question people ask when I say I'm doing a gallery there, their very first question is why Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like the, you know, if you don't know, now you know. Um, yeah. But I do agree that it it's, been on lists for you know great cities to visit and i think the art scene is is the main reason for that i i suppose the the sports teams doing well is also getting a little bit more attention to the city but the art itself is just pretty incredible yeah yeah something going back to that too just out when i, I went out to la uh, a couple years ago and i put some pieces out there and the thing about la i noticed compared to cincinnati is uh, all the street art out there is really cluttered, like kind of juxtaposed with each other on top of different things layered, kind of like New York, too. Uh, and I think that's a great thing about Cincinnati, too, is there's so much room to do stuff. And you can go I can go put a single piece up at six or seven feet tall and get like a whole wall. You know, nobody's touched at, as far as on L.A., there would be probably 15 things, you know, I'd have to layer it over. or It would get layered over. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of wall space. And, you know, the buildings in themselves, I find so interesting. In California, we have earthquakes and all these seismic issues. So old buildings get torn down and new ones get replaced. And I think fewer people are likely to tag those at times, whereas the older buildings... I don't know. I I could be wrong. I just see see that difference between California and Cincinnati as well. Yeah, for sure. So I have questions that I asked all the guests. And so I was going to jump into those. The first is your dream dinner guests, dead or alive, as few or as many as you'd like to have. Oh, wow. Uh I would definitely say Alfred Hitchcock, uh, just because he was a huge inspiration as far as my art and everything. Um, uh, and probably, I mean, that was obviously dead, but probably alive. I would say um, to this may have Taylor Swift fans. I would say Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, just because I like him as an actor, and uh, I know her fans don't like him, but uh, yeah, definitely Jake Gyllenhaal. I think I just think he'd be fascinating to hang out with. And I forgot it wasn't Taylor Swift was just in Cincinnati last weekend. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was actually going to do a piece for that show. Uh, I was going to put it out there, um, but I, I felt like uh, a it was going to be downtown, so I felt like it would probably get buffed pretty quick before the show even started for anybody to even see it anyway. So, and what song is the soundtrack of your life? Oh. I would say probably an electronic artist named Dead Mouse, Ghosts and Stuff. Uh, there's another one also. It's more of a soundtrack, a Home Alone. 
Somewhere in My Memory by John Williams. I think that's a just a great song. It always puts me in a good spirit no matter what, uh, you know, how down I am or anything. It always gets me uplifted. So. A lot of movie references. Mm-hmm. Flat or sparkling? Uh, I'm pretty good with any water as long as it hydrates me, but uh, lately it's probably been flat. Okay. And what social justice cause is most meaningful to you at this moment? Uh, economic despair. I would say two, even though I uh, probably should just answer one, and gentrification. Well, they definitely go hand in hand. Yeah, that's know. true. Definitely, at least it, it, it certainly seems that way. And and just what you're referencing happening in Cincinnati, it, it seems to be very intertwined. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't ask who your favorite Kardashian is, but I will <laughs> ask you who your least favorite Supreme Court justice is. Oh, man. I would probably say right now, I mean, he's been over the news, so probably Clarence Thomas. I mean, that's pretty... Uh... A guy has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. So, yeah, it's it's hard to choose just one, but he's at the yeah. top of the heap for sure. Right, yeah. So, thank you so much for being here, and good luck. I hope you don't get incarcerated and arrested, <laughs> but keep doing what you're doing because I personally find your work really provocative and informative and interesting. Oh, thanks so much. And I appreciate it. And then just for our viewers, we're going to have a show coming up online that focuses on punk and street art. And so your work will be featured in that. And um, people can go to baderandsimon.com to see it. Is there anywhere else that people can find your work? Um, Just really on Instagram. uh, Same name, Technique 2012. That's pretty much where I'm always at. Always updating. I'm always posting something on there. Um, So I got a project in October. I'm doing 31 street pieces uh, called 31 souls. It's actually the fourth chapter of it. Um, so look out for that. I'll probably have something next year going on during one blink. I know that it was just announced. So I'm probably going to be doing something around that time too. Not necessarily in blink, but just, you know, on the streets somewhere where you can find it. So just look for me in the streets, man. And you'll see my stuff up somewhere. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to reach out and let us know your preference for flat or sparkling or anything else you'd like to share, you can find us on Instagram at Bader and Simon Gallery or online at BaderAndSimon.com where you will find information on current exhibitions and programming. Until next time, have a fabulously artistic day.